Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another week of Ballin' Out Super! I'm your host with the most, Jeremy Hammond. Hello, I'm married. I'm here with my usual co-hosts, Alex Patak. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, that's what, he, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> and Katie. I Ro- am also married. I love my wife very much. <laughs> and uh, Katie Rose Leon. <laughs> he just peeked the shit out of his mic. Jesus. All right, surprise. Katie Rosley, unknown for clipping the mic. It's another Oops All David. Thanks for coming back, everybody. We're here with David Citrick and Hello. David Spector. Hey, what up? We are here this week with a very special guest, the one and only Patty Moe. Hey. From the we... What a Time to Be Alive podcast. That's, that's right. And other things. What other things should I Pre- say? Presumably. I don't know. Yeah, um, comedy in general. He's a he's got a whole life, and you can't just sum it up and compress it down the way everything is. That's right. Well, Patty, so, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Like always, we like to start every one of these episodes by asking you, uh, "How'd you get into anime?" Uh, okay, I will sort of. Are you into anime? Yeah, I was gonna say. I'll, cl- <laughs> I'll clarify. I don't want to steal any valor here. I uh, I. I do watch occasional. I watch uh, One Punch Man, which is like a pretty hack answer, probably at this point. But, oh, that's uh, how you get in. But I, uh, when I was a kid, I was really into video games, and I think I got into Dragon Ball in particular because of uh, Chrono Trigger, which yeah. has the same art. It was Akira Toriyama, I think. Is oh, really? Oh, I didn't this. know that. Oh. Uh, and so I was like, "Well, wow, those guys look pretty cool. What else does this guy do?" And I probably read it in Nintendo Power or something. And I, I don't know how I got more information because this was like. Would have been like 94, 95, which is like kind of pre-internet. So yeah. I don't and really know. And this is when you started watching Ranma Half. Yeah. Uh, and I was aware of that as well, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was harder to get stuff. Like, like I think I, we went, and this is going to sound problematic, but... You it, had to go to act. an empty tree trunk in the woods to yeah. find your anime. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the woods, where all the magazines that you can't otherwise find are located. I liked anime, but it was always stickier than the Western <laughs> media, I consume. We, we went, we made my parents, or, or somebody else, another friend's parents, my parents wouldn't have done this. Uh, we went to Chinatown here in the city and got, Known for its hollowed anime. out logs. Yeah, and got like, I got like some, you know, some actual like I don't know what you'd call them, volumes of Dragon Ball Z like stuff. Oh, like the mangas? Yeah, the mangas. You were handed uh, a crate with a mysterious amount of Dragon Ball Z (laughs) inside. And and a couple of, like, I think I had like a Piccolo action figure and uh, a little, uh, maybe trunks, I want to say. I don't remember. But, uh, so yeah, we went to Chinatown. It sounds like something you would do if you're really racist. You just, but it turns out the stuff was there. So you know what? <laughs> Maybe racism is correct. <laughs> I in mean, all of its forms. I don't know. That's just because <laughs> I. Wow, well, that's a bold stance to take for this podcast that you make your living off of. <laughs> no, I think that's what it means. The guy tells you not to feed it after midnight, like, and then you find out later that's just general health advice. Like they'll they'll sell you anime in Chinatown, but they'll sneer at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait. By the way, they feed them. They won't feed them after midnight. Like, are they the aware of time zones? Insane. What's what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I that? never really understood how that worked. If you Is fly it, across the country, does that change the deadline? You get some uh, Australian ones, and you feed them during the day, and they get all fucked up. <laughs> like, shouldn't it be midnight? Like. In, I guess, what I would have to call based on that store, the Orient, you know? Like, I, I don't know what, like. 
If these gremlins seem sleepy, don't feed them. God. They don't feed them after 2 p.m. the next day. I never know what time it is compared to here in Don't China. feed them and let them go swimming. <laughs> See, uh, gremlins are actually terribly sensitive to the railroad industry, and that's why they're, they're all very directly attached to time zones. <laughs> uh, so you got a crate... Of yeah. Dragon Ball That's from right. a shady dealer in Chinatown, and, I, and, and, and some probably some cards of some kind too, like you know, like uh, like trading cards. Like the trading card game, drag, the Dragon Ball game. No, I played oh, that shit. It, might, it might have been the game. Now that you mention it, I wouldn't have thought so, but I think that might be right. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't know how to play it or ever sure. play it with anybody. But, yeah, I, uh, I, I actually think your clarification might have been more racist than just say it. It because yeah. <laughs> what it sounded like to me was this is problematic. But I was in Chinatown. <laughs> but it's like, but it is like, hey, where should we go get anime? It's like, well, it's from Japan, so we probably should go to Chinatown. <laughs> it it, it's so racist it doesn't even make sense. It like, like, well, you know, it's probably there. All the anime uh, was Inside Out. Hey, you get a but store. But then it was. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I. I didn't know how to, you know, I didn't couldn't read Japanese or anything, so I just looked at it because I thought it looked cool. Yeah, sure. And I was just glad on, to have it. I'm still stuck on the guy who uh, is so woke he thinks he has to explain what China. T- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but everyone there is Chinese. <laughs> There's. I know it's not very diverse. And, and <laughs> no, the, the same the same guy who goes there, but like doesn't realize that that's why it's China. That's what that is. <laughs> I don't. I don't right? He writes. I, I like don't a, see Asian people. <laughs> he writes in a, a newspaper article in a triumph of representation. <laughs> New York City has an entire Chinatown. <laughs> So did you like what you got out of the crate, or was it yeah. not for you? No, it, it, but it was just it, there was not it was not easy to access really because I I didn't I guess I wasn't able to score any VHS tapes because I don't remember I, I didn't have any to actually watch, um, and like I I tried to import I remember I tried to import and like mod like video games but I wasn't very good at that because like the 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 Japanese Nintendo sixty four cartridges mm-hmm. you have to, have to like cut the little cubes off the corners oh to make yeah them for fit sure in the U S. Which is not very sophisticated. It was actually nice to be able right. to. Uh, now it doesn't work like that. I assume uh, it's a little uh, more. Well, uh, now involved. region locking is less of a big. Oh, it's deal. not even really a thing anymore. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so I I, I I had like a big head baseball game. I was in, I was very into Japan. Like I, I was very fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and anime was just a part of that. But then. When I when it became more accessible, I think I was getting to the age where I was in college, and it's like probably don't want to become a ponytail guy uh, <laughs> right when I start college. Probably don't, probably don't want to buy a katana. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't want to be seen as that guy. Uh, if I just keep going to Chinatown and picking up their mystery crates, yeah. I would get I would get this personality. But Taekwondo lessons are so expensive. I'm going to learn Japanese. And I'm going to talk like I'm a samurai in the yeah. 1400s. Absolutely, and use all the f- really formalistic uh, uh, pronouns. I think this sounds cool. Yeah, that's but. Anyway, so so you um, you rejected this this character that you saw developing in yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I didn't drink till I went to college either, so it was like Hell a lot yeah. of like being a nerd, like doing you know, like just like kind of playing video games at home, whatever, and then like doing my homework, and then but I then like I went we to college. Have very and I was like, similar Let's go. Uh, <laughs> you can go out and do other stuff. I don't need cable anymore. I don't you know because in the dorm I didn't want to pay for it, and uh, I'll, I'll still occasionally play video games, but I don't have t- I don't have time for. Right. I think the last I think the last RPG I played all the way through was Final Fantasy X, maybe. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, that's a good one my, to go my, out my, on. My freshman year. 
Do you remember, Blitz was it Ball. all Dragon Ball, or was there anything weird in the crate? Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> there, there was no <laughs> actual crate. porn was Let in the crate? Let me just go ahead and I'll dispel <laughs> this right now. Uh, no, it literally was just like I bought like two like two mangas, maybe. Oh, like, yeah, like a couple right. packs of cards and like And they just had crates toys. instead of bags? Uh, I, this so crate... Had, I, I, I think the crate, crate is a racist invention of Alex's. I could have swore somebody said crate. This episode of Ballin' Out Super, sponsored by Loot Crate. It was just the flagship store for Loot Crate. <laughs> just a, mo- a monthly crate of uh, various Japanese things. <laughs> Loot Crate was actually a mom and pop Chinatown <laughs> store for many years. There is a, I saw a thing. There is a Japanese snack box. Have you seen this on Instagram? It's oh, an Instagram sure. ad. Yeah. Where all you the, get like weird chips. Bunch of Pocky. And yeah, shit. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. women's underwear every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This is from the subway where they harass each other. <laughs> <laughs> The one place where harassment is legal. It's the purge train. It's the purge train. (laughs) (laughs) One train a year. (laughs) And a train full of mommies. And also that they turn off the camera sound on their phones. They're allowed to do that on one train only. That's the only place that's allowed. Dan Nanan challenges you to a fight to the death on that train. Wasn't a he, battle of millennials? Wasn't Dan Nanan talking about challenging someone to fight to the death last yeah, week on the Isle of Man? He always challenges people <laughs> to fight where it's legal. Murder is legal. Apparently, is that true? He thinks so. Do people do a lot of banking on the Isle of Man? I don't know. Something tells me murder is not legal on the Isle. Yeah, there, there, are, a lot of, there are a lot of there are a lot of tax shelters in the Isle of Man. <laughs> Well, I assume everything is legal there, right? That's how that is. There's a one guy in a pit, and if you can kill him, you get his stuff. I guess I didn't expect Dan Nanan to come up, but I'm I'm very glad. I'm always I'm always happy to. We're to big hear. fans yeah. of uh, your, you know your, Dan Nanan is fine, one of my finance. favorite enemies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he still like I don't know? I, I've been blocked on everything for so long. I feel like he had his moment in the sun, mm. like end of 2017 or 2016, sure. yeah. when he had like the Daily Beast article and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then it was like because he would find him as like a guy who's like a registered voter who's mm-hmm. going to vote for, and it's like you're 50 years old. I yeah. remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember in the fall and winter, like I think Raghav had a post making fun of him, and uh, he popped up in the comments. Oh, oh yeah, no. that was great. He searches his own name on Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah, yeah. That's psycho. <laughs> he talked about spend a second more than you have to on Facebook in the first place. <laughs> but he is a, he is a boomer though. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would love to have him on. You know, I, he would be our oldest guest. Is that a Kame- <laughs> Is that a Kamehameha, or did his Samsung Galaxy yeah, explode? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember what happened in New York a year ago on my corner? On my corner, <laughs> Gohan's father is Saiyan, and his mother is a human being, so he gets his Dragon Balls at Seven <laughs> Eleven. Okay, so uh, you went to college, you threw off uh, uh, any pretensions of anime, and you, right. you went to a hibernation of sorts. Would yeah. You, would you, is that how you describe it? I think that's fair. I think I was trying to you were hiding. Uh, become more mature uh, in college, and then sometime after college, like... Did you get into, like, bird watching or anything? No, no, nothing like that. Okay. Probably around when I started doing comedy. That is Alex's idea of maturity. Yeah. <laughs> Is birding. I, just, I, I asked my dad what he's going to do when he retires, and he said bird watching. So that's just what I think of for mature adults. Well, you know he's not mature. He's always not experienced because they, they don't they hate when you call it it's, bird watching. It's I mean, birding. It is true. <laughs> is it really? I believe they hate when you say bird watching. It is. It okay. is true. If you go okay. to the mature category on Pornhub, it's just videos of old men bird watching. <laughs> it's just the videos of birds fucking. <laughs> it's the mature. It's just porn. a video uh, of a guy who can't get his printer to work. <laughs> and he's calling his son. 
What the what the hell's a driver? <laughs> did you did you order a delivery for toner? <laughs> BBW can't open her email. <laughs> Has there been a hentai where a squid shows up to deliver ink and then fucks you? <laughs> <laughs> no uh, one can answer this question, but I must know. <laughs> Senpai is here to put the ink back in. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry. Splish, I don't know splash. what that means. What do you mean you don't know what it means? I don't know what it means. It's a squid. Oh. It's full of ink. <laughs> well, that Dang part it. I get. Squids are full of ink. We're moving on. <laughs> Did, did you have any other pa- uh, uh, hobbies or interests that you felt like were maybe nerdy in you a way that other took up your anime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your well, anime space. Well, so I did. So the, the arc that I, I sort of like. So I also was into wrestling in high school. Sure. And that stopped around college too, because mostly because I wasn't watching it every Monday night or whatever. Yeah. Right. Monday and Thursday. That's when you're birding. And it's when I was birding, and uh, and then. I think really it all just sort of ramped back up when I started doing comedy because that's what everyone who does comedy likes is wrestling and anime and or some version of anime and video games. Yeah. And all those things really just kind of came back like five years ago. So uh, I had a good run. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was, sounds <laughs> like it's entirely against your will. Is that correct? <laughs> it's uh, just to stay hip. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this stuff's pretty fun. It's like I shouldn't be okay. I have friends that have kids and are living in uh, have like mortgages and stuff. I'm doing this. I could do uh, this instead. Yeah. And, what, uh, you know. what was your idea of a mature person in college? I don't really. I mean, in college, maybe not so much. College was more about just like trying to like get a girlfriend and stuff. Probably. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. That's mature, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Trying after to like. Down as a 21 year old yeah that's right uh, but after after college like the first like you know my tw- early 20s it was like getting a better job and mm. doing you know I don't know 401 no I, I have no idea time to grow up save some money and buy a horse so yeah. I can finally get around it also helps that like and now I just have like a complete like no vision of the future beyond like the next 10 years yeah, right? yeah like we don't yeah. know that it, none of this matters anymore right. so oh that thing that doesn't release. that won't exist yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no I gotta make sure I keep up with my student loan payments because I'm definitely gonna be paying those in 35 years because how else are you going to afford a war rig yeah, right. <laughs> just like the laughing at the idea of owning a home you know? the, the hot yeah. investment for your 401k <laughs> is now guzzling <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know so I think arrested development is the way to go and uh that's you know I watched I watch a lot more cartoons than I used to watch uh, and uh, you know here we are I feel like that is the uh, hidden element of all of these interviews are like why'd you get back into anime now that we know for sure there's no future <laughs> <laughs> so oops all David did anybody ever make a joke that there was an explosion at the podcast factory it's like you guys are crunch berries right that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absol- yes absolutely I apologize it's I like Chernobyl the- but yeah. with David's <laughs> right that's a, that is a that is a stand up bit that I heard from two separate people I'm sure it was independent both very funny Nick Mullen and Matt Wayne both have like why was there an explosion why'd there have to be an explosion at the factory to get this series yeah, like how many people died to bring you this? <laughs> Some version of that. And I was like, "That's it's, way to go!" Two mm, uh, thousands of layoffs. <laughs> right, Captain Crunch. Factory. Just a guy like in intensive care, like covered in like bandages, like horribly burned. His one, wife. 
looking on. One like determined chemist trying to figure out what happened. You just see Captain Crunch delivering a check to the governor to like evade all liability. Yes. Why, two pages have been redacted from yeah. Crunchberry's article. Why did you not press the AZ5 button at the Crunchberry factory? We did everything right as the Crunchberries go out on the conveyor belt. You're just like all the firefighters that tried to put it out have turned into Crunchberries. <laughs> Is Frankenberry also derived from an explosion? Or that was... No, a, obviously, no. Frankenberry is right. a berry thinking, that has been pieced together from pieces of other berries. <laughs> you guys are thinking of Frankenberry, the, uh, Frankenberry's monster, right? Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not Dr. Frankenberry. How uncultured of us. That's a, there's a, a law that someone has to make mm. a joke along those lines. So, uh, <laughs> you're thinking of Shrek's monster or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, what, is, is it... Count Chocula? Does Count Chocula control Frankenberry? Is that oh. is it, it's like a Van Helsing? The I movie think with, he works for him. with Hugh Jackman yeah. scenario. <laughs> Frankenberry's monster is comprised of the Frankenberries that died in the factory explosion. Okay. Yeah, and Count Chocula needs him to power him using electricity so we can fuck all of his vampire wives, the Count Chocula wives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah To yeah. make all the weird little Chocula babies. It's right? the Isn't unwritten that? rule That's of right. the serial. And Booberry is unrelated. I but feel he's like just it's, there. it's also scary. I feel like we, uh, as a culture, do not have not fully appreciated the level to which Count Chocula fucks. And uh, I'm glad we're talking about it today. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know who loves chocolate? Women. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, never mind. Some, sometimes it do be like that. <laughs> I, was thinking, right. I was thinking it was more of a Twilight scenario, but with Count Chocula as the vampire. Does it, Count Chocula is with her. <laughs> he does do like the I'm. He does. He talks like that, right? I haven't seen yeah. a commercial in many years. It's very like, like, blah, like yeah, just like yeah. He's blah blah blah. He doesn't yeah. just hang out by like a jeep in a parking lot and be like, "What's up? I'm Count Chocula." <laughs> yeah, it's very much that. Uh, who was the SCTV uh, Dracula character? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? What's really I, funny was his name must have been Count Chocula before he turned into a vampire as yeah, well. Yeah, that was just a <laughs> he was the heir of the to the Chocula. <laughs> yeah, he just looked, he's like, oh, come on. All right, well, I guess this is appropriate. <laughs> Uh, it was okay. unfortunate how all those townspeople decided to chocolate and feather him that day. <laughs> <laughs> He was like Freddy Krueger, actually. They, yeah, they burned yeah. him alive Absolutely. in his castle. That's true. And they created Which a was made monster. of chocolate. He molested all of the chocolate <laughs> yeah, children yeah, 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 until right. he burned to death <laughs> in a terrible chocolate explosion. Yeah, what, a, what a delightful starting point for uh, a horror series. Welcome, w- welcome to the Universal Chocolate Monster Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Dark Universe. We're back. That is very funny that Freddy Krueger isn't bad enough just because he kills you in your dream. He also has to be <laughs> yeah, a child pedophile. <laughs> It's interesting, though, that he never, he never gets into any kind of pedophile stuff now that he's free to do whatever he wants. He's over it. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Uh, Only age-appropriate teens now. <laughs> Sexuality is a prison. <laughs> Freddy Krueger's living his truest life. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's as good a point as any to recap our episode of Dragon Ball Super. Now airing on Adult Swim. Ba da ba ba ba, Adult Swim. <laughs> the name of this episode is Signs of a Turnabout. The autonomous ultra instinct erupts. So That's the full episode title. title? <laughs> 
It's, um, yeah, there's no colon. It's not signs of a turnabout colon, the autonomous ultra instinct erupt. It's exclamation point, exclamation point. It's like when your friend sees something really cool and has to, like, yell it at you right away and they can't think of how to condense it because it's so crazy. This is a crazy ep, you guys. It is, honestly, it reminded me, I had a similar feeling watching this that I did when I was watching Dragon Ball as a kid. Like, it was that exciting to me. Yeah, David, uh, for the first time in his adult life, got excited. (laughs) I mean, I'm not, obviously, I'm dropping in occasionally, and I'm not keeping up with the series in the way that the uh, rest of you are, but I am, these Tournament of Power episodes are, seem to have really cranked up the level of battle. Mm. Wow, that kind of praise from a fake fan. The art was amazing. Now, how long has this tournament been going on? Like three seasons? 45 minutes. So long. Okay, so in the in the show, the tournament has been going on for 40 minutes. <laughs> um, or it, it, is some, it is somehow less than real time. The entire tournament time is 40 minutes. It's been like 25 minutes, and that 25 minutes has taken place over eight hours <laughs> for us. Wait, they actually like they make like a universe tournament, and they say you have 40 minutes. That's yeah, what they're saying. That's they so a, weird. It's like college basketball. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's got an in-game time <laughs> that you're supposed to keep track of, and then they are not That's, faithful to it. It's, it's like soccer, there's stoppage time. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. We, uh, it seems a lot slower because of all the time they're taking out for free throws. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's worth it when you're looking at the Dragon Ball Super Tournament of Power, known for its technical fouls. <laughs> okay, so here's what you need to know to get into this episode. It's all about Goku fighting gals. <laughs> There's two gals, Caulifla and Kale, and they're best roommates. They've fused together to share a body so they can be roommates in the same body. (laughs) (laughs) Their new name is Kefla, and you have to call them Kefla. Their name's Kefla. All of the fans love her because they're open-minded and just love representations of women in anime. <laughs> and honestly, real, real she's really favorite. cool. She, I really like her. I think yep. that she should get her own show. Maybe yeah. it's just her living in New York City. Trying to make it in marketing. <laughs> trying to have it all. <laughs> Having Kefla. way too nice an apartment in Williamsburg for somebody who works in advertising. What, what the main happens? characters are Kefla... Uh, Caulifla, Kale, and New York City. What what happens when <laughs> Kefla gets her own radio talk show in the city of Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's a big part of this, and she's fighting Goku. She has reached levels of power heretofore unseen in the show. Look at how strong this Kefla is. Strong Broly vibes coming off of Kefla. She's very blonde and her abs are big in a way where it makes like a cross in her tum and it's like, I don't even think abs work that way. I love what's happening here. Um, Goku, meanwhile, after last episode, so they're standing across large battle-devastated ravines from each other, and he's reached his new highest level, Autonomous Ultra Instinct, which looks the same as normal, but he has like uh, silver fox hair now, like it's slightly grayed out, and his Dude. eyes look like he's been doing Molly. Autonomous Ultra Instinct sounds like the name of a bodega boner pill you would buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of Ryu for some reason. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. You see your own picture on the boner pills. That's hilarious. Can't wait to fight my girlfriend later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't legally sell this to you now that you've said that, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's just the Goku Kefla episode. Gonna be honest, before we get into the details, not a lot happening. Just cool stuff, man. It's classic Dragon Ball. A lot of powering up. 
we're watching it and thinking, this is a great episode of Dragon Ball. That's pretty much what's going to happen. It was interesting when they just kind of said, hey, are you sure you don't want to power up more? And the, uh, she said, and then he said, no, I think I have enough power. <laughs> I'm actually good for That's now, like thanks. like a weird fourth wall breaking, like uh, <laughs> like Ralph the sheepdog checking in, you know, uh, with the Wile E. Coyote, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. very like... Well, we're aware that this is kind of... Uh, <laughs> hey, you've seen this before. Goku runs into a wall. The wall is a tunnel that's been painted onto a wall. <laughs> yeah, uh, Goku never just takes a moment and is like, why are we even doing this? You know, that's not a thing for him. Um, so she's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of power. They decide to throw beams. Kefla has these sweet, like, red balls that levitate above her hand. Like, she's about to start juggling, I was a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. guys like those? It's uh, it's an attack very reminiscent of the uh, the Piccolo Hell Zone. Uh, yeah, but if he just like held them in his hand, like yeah, they're yeah. a bunch of uh, uh, fucking clementines. You know, <laughs> I think it's so messed up that there's so few places spaces for women on Dragon Ball that two women had to combine as one just so they could both get on the show. I thank know. You. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> David, thank you. <laughs> I, I just, I, this is a question coming maybe a little bit out of left field here, but um, is anyone interested in the Dragon Balls themselves at this point in the show, or is that not really a concern? Is that not? I'm the glad reason you for brought that up. I'm glad you brought up the Dragon Balls. So they've moved beyond Dragon Balls to Super Dragon Balls, which are <laughs> nigh is- identical to the Dragon Balls, but they're even more powerful than the Dragon Balls. They which, summon a different dragon or the same dragon? You can it's, wish no, for... No, it's a super space dragon. Okay. You it's can wish bigger. for so many pairs of underwear with the... <laughs> <laughs> you can get a crate with interesting content delivered to your door once a month. Um, no, they summon this dragon once, the super dragon, and when he appears, it is essentially like a Windows 95 screensaver uh-huh. for a long time on the screen where he flies through all of the planets in the universe and you see him and he's all the colors Does and he then talk? yeah he's he says hello and stuff yeah <laughs> he's I, a dragon. I always, he says I, top of the morning governor whenever there's any kind of big reveal i always think of when south park showed god that time and it was like the little hippo guy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just always think like you know like that it's like hello yes it's me god and it's like all right, well, uh, <laughs> hey. Uh, oh, weird. Yeah, Dragon Ball is rarely as subversive as South Park. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's one of who the could, Who I've... could be, though? Right? <laughs> no one. It can't I'd like be to, I'd like to clarify that my reference to South Park was made uh, from a time when I was probably 20 years old, so I think it's okay for me to know about it. That would be great if uh, Dragon Ball just started pulling events straight from the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode on Dragon Ball. Goku gives Louis C.K. ten minutes. <laughs> Check the perp's social media. It's like, what does this have to do with dragons? What's going on right now? <laughs> Krillin has a long statement about how blue lives matter. <laughs> it's just crammed into an episode where they fight androids. Vegeta just becomes a resistance guy on Twitter. <laughs> Mr. President, I don't know who elected this clown. <laughs> <laughs> but rarely have I seen such a disgrace on the throw. <laughs> David, if you've ever read David Simon's Twitter, he tweets how Vegeta would tweet. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, oh, David Simon, is there anybody who, like, 
you wish you could just not know what they're like extemporaneously yeah. more than no. you know, like I don't need you to like fuck bonnet and all those kind of. It's like no, that, yeah. that would be bad. That would be bad if it was on the show. And the fact that there are people that think it's good, like as it's, like referring to the president, is like depressing. It's to like me. him and Pat Sajak. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I aspire yeah. to make a level of art where I can ruin it with my personality. <laughs> like David Simon has done. Also, Pat Sajak is like, oh, I grew up with this guy. Like he's like, yeah, well, they're not concentration. Camps, okay. <laughs> Frankly, it's insulting. It's like, AOC needs to cool it. It's like, come on, uh, you were so friendly. I invited you into my home. <laughs> Real quick on the Super Dragon Ball thing, I remember when you said you read an interview with the creator. I read one as a kid about uh, the fusion stuff, and the exact quote he said that stuck with me was, "I was sitting around and I was thinking, what's more powerful than a Super Saiyan?" And then I got it. Two Super Saiyans. <laughs> <laughs> it, it do be like that though <laughs> anyway this is all to say Kefla throws those red balls right at Goku and he dodges them which she thinks is cheating she says you dodge like a sissy now how did you feel about this use of the word sissy it's been a while uh, I'm, honestly I'm not here for it you know yeah, it's, uh, not here for I it. found it highly erotic <laughs> <laughs> okay great <laughs> Um, then a large part of this episode is the people on the sidelines kind of commenting on it, which is very classic Dragon Ball moves. Uh, Universe 6 Kai has a moment where he has a meltdown and calls Goku a cuck or something. And then they just, they step back and they're like, he doesn't usually get mad, but when he gets mad, I mean, hold yon to your hat. And if we don't know his name, we don't know what he does, but it's a big part of the show. That's the guy who kept yelling Bois, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he yelled okay, Bois, yeah. which is also what Wario does. That's yeah. right. I've seen him do it. <laughs> Vegeta comments on the fight, and he notices that Goku... Man, remember when Wario did a uh, set at Skankfest? That was <laughs> yeah, he, he ate got... that motorcycle. <laughs> he rode in, and it collapsed as he got onto stage. <laughs> then he ate it, and he farted onto the microphone. <laughs> Biggest laugh of the night. Wow. Standing ovation. It was pretty fucked up. <laughs> Uh, Vegeta is commenting on the fight. He remembers that one time him and Goku were getting a, a, a lesson from Whis telling them that if they can do dodging, then they will be at their ultimate level for how in the moment they've been. Whis has a, has a mentality of fighting is all about the notes you aren't hearing this episode. Yeah, is that guy like a really good fighter or does he just have a lot of opinions about how to fight? He's an angel. So he's he, the Joe Rogan. He's of the, the Joe Rogan of the show. <laughs> he kind of just gives you like a quick run up on the basics if you're not familiar and then you it's wonder like, oh, if I wanted to win I would simply not think while I was fighting. It's like, oh fuck you man. All right, fuck, well, why don't you fucking me? do it? You don't Stay do Joe anything. Rogan here uh, just to tell you about a new supplement has changed my life. It's uh, Super Dragon Balls. <laughs> Strong Mr. Miyagi vibes coming off of Whis. That's true. You know, you just go out and you paint fences uh, and until you know your arm doesn't have, or until your hand can think for itself. Your hand thinks for itself. Uh, the other thing about Whis is you think, why am I taking fighting lessons from this fat guy? Then he lifts up his shirt. He, it's just big abs. Yeah, <laughs> it's just big abs. He's actually really cool, just like Joe Rogan. He has big abs. Um, the other thing about Weiss Weiss is that I, every time I hear his name, I think of New York comedian Lance Weiss. and I interesting. <laughs> Just because of <laughs> very, very similar subdued energy. No, hey, right. if you're listening right now, pause and think of Lance Weiss for a little bit. 
And then you can resume and get back into the action. So he's <laughs> Vegeta is thinking about how Goku's mastered this, and then immediately makes the whole thing about him. He's like, Kakarot's found another way to get one step ahead. Mr. President, <laughs> you titanist fan. fool. I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball Super's Vegeta dance numbers every episode. It doesn't seem like a healthy relationship for Vegeta, you know? No, and it's the only one he focuses on. To, you got to close the app, you know? Like stop yeah. looking at what, what Goku's doing. Stop looking at... You Everyone's know, always looking at their phones yeah. or <laughs> Dragon Scouters and Vegeta's hits. I don't like that. <laughs> Um, so that's a, all the commenting we get for this part of the episode, and now it's nothing but net. Goku's blasting Kefla. Kefla's blasting Goku. Kefla's <laughs> really flying through phrasing. a thing. <laughs> She's flying into a large craterous mountainside. She's removing herself and saying, Ha, I bet you thought you got me when I hit that craterous mountainside. Uh, then they talk about how Goku only has one more chance to finish her off. Which we wouldn't know if they didn't say it, because it just looks, like, normal to me. I don't yeah, know. They don't. There's no, like, health bars or anything, mm-hmm. so we don't really know. Yeah, nobody's mm-hmm. flashing like they're about to die or something. Yeah, Dragon Ball is a game played with no HUD, which you gotta respect for the realism. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if they didn't tell me that uh, Goku only has one more chance to get Kefla, I never would have thought of it. And then uh, she goes ahead and uses <laughs> laser beams, and they make a big deal. They're like, wow, she's the ultimate weapon now. She's using laser beams. This is masterful storytelling. Everyone on the show uses laser beams. Yeah, but she, am I going crazy she here? Is, she is uh, rather than using one focused directional beam, she is exuding ba- uh, radiating beams from all mm. directions, which is apparently a level beyond what other people are doing. Which is smart because you're definitely, you definitely you want to use that energy to shoot behind you where no one is. Exactly. And, yeah, and it's all kinds of places where the guy is not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's shooting them in all direction, which is wasting a lot of energy, but it's also getting the places you don't think they're going to be. So mm. sometimes when Goku pulls a sneaky Goku move. Hello! <laughs> You're in my laser beams! Goku this is, turns uh, into Uncle Leo. <laughs> this is Trump watching this episode of Dragon Ball. She had beams coming out of her hands, beams coming out of her eyes, beams coming out of her whatever. Very wasteful! <laughs> I, will, I will fix. <laughs> Many of the women in the fighting tournament are wasting their beams! <laughs> Big strong woman comes up to me, you know, before I came out here, and she's got tears in her eyes. <laughs> she's got tears, and she said, "Thank you, Mr. President, Mr. Trump, for the beams." <laughs> I gave her those beams. I told her to use them, and now she does. They're wonderful. We've got the best beams, the most fabulous beams. <laughs> she has the most wonderful beams, and they're shooting in every single direction. <laughs> Goku does. We're a- gonna put a tariff on China's beams. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be you won't be able to go to Chinatown and get beams. <laughs> if you go to Chinatown looking for beams, they're going to just redirect you to Japantown, one of our strongest allies in the region. <laughs> Mexico is going to pay for the beams. The Democrats have been giving our Dragon Balls away to foreign countries for years. <laughs> they're making wishes. They're bringing Mexico. people back to, from to, from the dead. Not once, but two times. Mexico. Two times is the maximum number you could do. And they're Mexico. voting for Hillary Clinton. Mexico, they've got five Dragon Balls. We've got to even out this trade agreement. It's <laughs> a bad deal. It's a bad deal for us. So Goku spends this entire episode dodging. The beams are going in every direction and he is doing twister in slow motion around all the beams. Honestly, I was watching it. I was thinking, 
Nice. <laughs> it was like uh, Ocean's 12 when the guy does the capoeira through all the beams. Yeah. The mm-hmm. It's really something. <laughs> you check it out if you get the chance. So he's dodging all these beams. She notices that he has successfully dodged all the little ones and says, I'd like to see you dodge in midair. Jumps up and shoots a giant beam right at him. We all noticed Which, he's already dodged many beams but, in midair. That's right. No, I mean, not to in gaslight you, well but... in midair. Yeah, no one knows what you're talking about. She's like threw peppermint at him, right? That's kind of what those things yeah. look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. beams are like a peppermint color, which is like, is this like, is, are you one of those, do you wish it was always Christmas people? Or like a modern era, like Hulkamania, like tank top that Hulk Hogan wears, like a yellow and red tie-dye. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Real fun colors on these beams. And they're going to blast Goku to kingdom come, but... He's been charging a Kamehameha while dodging. Syllable by syllable. Yeah. Syllable by syllable. That's how you do it. It's one step at a time. The big beam comes. He rides it like he's grinding on a skateboard. He rides rides on the Kamehameha beam on top of her big beam. Yeah, he grinds beams, which is heretofore unseen in all of Dragon Ball. (laughs) We've never seen anything like it. And everyone... It takes an ultra-instinct uh, warrior to successfully grind a beam. Yes. all of None of these beams are grinding. Hashtag Monday hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag rise and grind. Hashtag rise and grind. These beams are grinding. <laughs> Goku grinds on top of the beams. Hashtag these beams ain't loyal. <laughs> He's getting to the end of the beam, and then uh, the camera zooms in on Kefla's face as if to say, look at how shocked this girl is. And then she gets blasted with a very large beam right to the face. Like, you're talking about a strength of beam that incinerated Cell. Yeah. And uh, she just, like, gets knocked back a bit. She just took it to the face. Yeah, it is the tournament rules. If you are killed by a beam or otherwise, the murderer is out of the tournament. (laughs) We don't want this extinction event to get out of hand. It's tough but fair. Nobody dies until the two tiny Xeno say it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So what are those little guys again? They're like little gods. Or so something? so they're called Lord Xeno, and uh, they ro- rule the multiverse, and they're babies. So everybody has to listen to their whim, and it's a bit of a play on President Trump. Oh boy! Because he's a baby, and he's in. He's got the codes. Yeah, that's smart. Mm. Yeah, we got to get this guy out of there. It's just a giant. <laughs> they, they really thought Mueller would take care of Zeno. <laughs> <laughs> they have a Robert Mueller character in Dragon Ball. He's not. He's just not even like a Namekian or anything. He's just himself. Those, just, those old guys look like the uh, things you raise in the memory card in the Sonic Dreamcast game. Anybody else? Oh, yes. yeah, the Chows. Yes, go off. Yeah. Sonic Adventure Battle 2. That's what these clowns look like. Yeah, and now they can kill everyone. So With their baby ass. <laughs> Stunning conclusion to this episode, Kefla is beamed right through the core of the tournament arena, off of the side, her... Potara earrings that keep her fused are incinerated, and she pops out on the sidelines as two unhappy little girls. Who among us, really? I know. I mean, we've all been there. And so that that part was very It's hard being a woman. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you, uh, Katie. You see a powerful woman, you got to take her down. You know, yeah, That's take her down. How things work. You see a powerful woman, you have to divide her into two less powerful women, <laughs> or else the fan base will be furious. I just see Goku as the Joe. You can't have Biden. anyone be a Mary Sue. <laughs> I just see Goku as the Joe Biden of this. Uh, you say you're pro-choice, but you Kamehameha had multiple women. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no one has battled more women than. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at my record, I've been fighting women for decades. <laughs> um, Joe Biden, he's Goku. <laughs> Joe Biden is Goku. Thanks for listening. That's the show. <laughs> Joe Biden, also known for Kamehameha women. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so there is three more minutes left of the episode. It's everybody around the horn being like, wow, Goku's so good at, at beams. It was really smart how he did a beam. And then uh, Jared's uh, eyes perk up being like, oh, he is getting kind of strong. Yeah, yeah. J- Jared notices how strong Goku's getting and he goes to finish him off. And then Goku passes out because he's so, he did he's beamed so, too hard. He did such a big beam. It's, we loved it. Goku enters his beam refractory period. If you have to learn one thing from this episode, it's my god that beam. Okay, well, that's been this episode of Dragon Ball Super. Out of seven Dragon Balls, what would you rate this episode? Starting first, David Citric. Uh, you know, I think this was a quality episode. Love the action. Uh, Kefla is a fantastic character. Love seeing Ultra Instinct Goku. I'm going to give that 7 out of 7 Dragon Balls. It would be insane to give it anything less than 7 out of 7. David Spector? I mean, obviously, 7 out of 7 Dragon Balls. Thank you, King. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had more to say. I I did, but then you thank you kinged me. (laughs) It's like when you're on the Oscars and they play the music and you have to walk off stage. (laughs) You did did play him off. (laughs) Just Billy Crystal rushing on stage. Thank you, King. Thank you. Thank you, King. Thank you, King. One more time for Marlon Brando, everybody. Thank you, King. It's doing the jazz, man. <laughs> Mocking boys. Okay, uh, Patty, out of seven Dragon Balls? I guess I have to say seven. I will. I would like to add that uh, every time I heard the name Kefla, I thought of Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. Absolutely. Thank Who you. among us does not think of Kefka from Final Fantasy VI? Kefka was the original Joker, really. But was Kefka two women? Uh, not... 100% sure. Maybe there's some room for self-crit there, pal. <laughs> also, isn't there a Kefka in every Final Fantasy game? I don't... No, it's Sid. Kefla yeah, you're thinking Sid, of Sid. Sid okay. Wow. Yes. Kefla Get sounds wrecked. like but a there multiple, There's also like a wedge in every Final here. Fantasy game. Like uh, Anyway. Kefla all right. <laughs> As is a protocol when we've summoned all seven Dragon Balls, we must summon the Eternal Dragon to answer three wishes. Patty, you will be answering three wishes for the Eternal Dragon, Shenron. Arise, Shenron. <laughs> Oh, Shenron is uh, deep into allyhood this week. It's me, performative award ceremony, Shenron. Does anyone here have some wishes for some mayo asses? Wait, we're wishing on the mayo asses? Three wishes! Um, I would like uh, it to not rain anymore uh, in New York for the rest of the summer. 
Exotic. No more rain. All right. Anything else? Uh, I have to have all three. Yeah, you can just fold these in. It's oh, fine. Boy, all right. I would like to be. It's really uh, about the I'd voice. like to be between two and three inches taller. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because that's actually Frieza's wish in the Broly movie. <laughs> and your third wish is that Frieza is also two to three inches taller. <laughs> boing boing! Look at that boy. <laughs> Wait, that boy? Who that boy? Who him is? And the Grammy goes to Tyler, the creator. <laughs> That's been me, the great new character performative award show, Shadron. Go off, kings. <laughs> wow, thanks, Shadron. Wow, that looks like it wraps up another episode of Ballin' Out Super. I think we even have time to do an email. It's time for Dragon Hey everybody, it's time for Dragon Mail. Cue the song for Dragon Mail. Now, I want to do an email that is on theme with how the rest of this episode has gone. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm looking at the subject line. Which is why we will be reading the email. The English version of Bang Bus is... <laughs> this is from Mark Thomas, opened up inside, Dick and Double Decker. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, no questions, that's the whole comment. email. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Mark. Love to hear it. You love to hear from your listeners. All right. That yeah. was definitely worth it. And now, I plugs. Love Somebody's never seen Fake Taxi. What? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Japanese version is just the My Neighbor Totoro bus cat. <laughs> my, my Neighbor John Totoro. <laughs> Well, uh, that's going to be it for the show today. Let's get in those plugs. Patty, thanks for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug? Hey, uh, sure. I'm uh, Patty Moe and all the stuff. Uh, um, I have a podcast with uh, friends of the show, Kath Barbador, Eli Uden. Oh, those are uh, friends of our show. They are friends friends of the show and in real life. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, my God. The show's bleeding into real <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> podcast is called What a Time to Be Alive. It is a countdown to the things. Uh, in the news each week that make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast. What a uh, time to be alive. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know, we get the Patreon, the whole deal. You know you know the deal. Just come check it you out. You know what it is. Uh, Why are you fighting us on yeah, this? It's What a Time Pod on like Twitter and stuff and just search it. It's it's not the Drake album if you're searching iTunes. <laughs> if, if you think you found that, podcast. Can't stress this enough. It's Drake is not And then not it's Drake it. rapping. That <laughs> is not the podcast. It's not the Drake and Future album or, yeah. So, uh, but no, uh, that's, I don't know. I got, it is the Super been, Chunk album. But. Wait, you mean I've been donating to Drake all these years? <laughs> Every month? I will be using my plug to plug Drake and Future's album, What a Time to Be Alive. <laughs> I still listen to it all the time. Really great. Uh, David Citric, anything you want to plug? Um, I'm at David Citric on all of the stuff, uh, mostly Twitter and Instagram, uh, if you're so inclined. I think that's really it. Yeah. Okay, David Spector. Hey, I'm actually going to be launching a podcast of my own. It's going to be called Shit Face the Nation. We get comics drunk and ask them about politics. Oh, fuck, I'm doing that Thursday, aren't I? Yeah, Alex is 
My body feels so bad. <laughs> this is crazy. Alex is going to bring that level of enthusiasm to the podcast. It'll be a great first episode. He and Jeremy are our inaugural guests, and we're going to watch the Democratic uh, debate with uh, Bernie, not Elizabeth Warren, because of sexism. Out and of then, sexism. Yes, and then we are going to talk about it. So that that's it. If you love Dragon Ball, you'll love this podcast. <laughs> love, okay. If you love Jen Kirkman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this has been a wild, rowdy time. Thanks to Oops All Davids and Patty Moe. Uh, tune in next week for hopefully Jeremy's done getting married and uh, I never have to officiate anything again. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super. Yeah! We all did it.